forever. Dog. Warning. Today's episode may be a joy overload if your favorite Disney character is a clever niece named Bridget. It may also contain some of fiction's greatest roosters, Matt Hooper cosplay fantasies, and hawk lunches. Whoso listeneth of this podcast shallst be mildly amused. This is Sword in the Stone on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the show where every episode a kooky old man turns the three hosts into fish in order to teach us a lesson. I'm Jason Sheridan, uh, joined as always by Mike Carlson. Hi, Mike Carlson. That doesn't happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> that doesn't happen every episode. What do you mean? It teaches us to use our heads and we learn about being it's clever as opposed once. to using, uh, you know. It hasn't happened once. Force of will. <laughs> anyway, Scott Gardner's here Gardner's too. And he'll to weigh in on this account issue. for the possibility that the wizard also wipes our, our memory but leaves us with the lesson yeah but it does it every time thank you i would say a kooky old man talks about treats that he's recently enjoyed (laughs) well that would be jason sheridan well all right that's fair (laughs) that happens every episode that's what i know um he's merlin's he's merlin's age at the the height of wart yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a combo of both. Height of Archimedes. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here, look, look at this. Clearly, we're playing in our the favorite mythology, the number one <laughs> Disney property that we've been waiting to get to for so long. Uh, you know, before we uh, uh, unsheath the the sword of the topic of today mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, uh just just a quick thing i wanted to mention because i wanted you guys and the listeners to know about some very good theme park related news in the gardner household recently uh just last week uh, aaron was the winner of an 18 month free pass to universal studios whoa yeah 18 wow. months 18 months sizable i didn't know such a thing was a possibility Universal's weird and stingy they even their annual passes they'll they, like if you get it in august it only goes through december right like uh this is this is crazy 18 months so thrilled about it uh how did she earn this honor that you might be question, wondering yeah. uh by losing a kicking contest <laughs> she aaron uh participated in a work foot golf competition uh it was a uh, and also your wife for those of you who don't know uh oh yes yes aaron yes. Uh, uh, uh foot golf uh, foot is golf. your uh, what is foot golf? I don't know. I didn't know about it before. Oh, Neither okay. did she, fair. which fair, probably fair. Uh, hurt her chances at foot golf. But everybody at her place of work was playing foot golf. I don't. Th- I honestly, it is an. It was at an official foot golf course. Even wow, I know what? frisbee golf, foot golf. I don't know. I think it's it's a combo. It's like soccer ball style kicking uh, into you know bigger holes uh and uh it's like next to golf mm. it's like a, a combo course of, of traditional golf and foot golf okay uh she it was uh, it was six holes at each was at a total par 18 uh the the winner of the whole competition scored a 16 aaron 
scored a 45 (laughs) (laughs) and it it involved her losing her final ball in a lake uh and so she was Mm. uh mildly ashamed by all this but then at the end discovered that there is a last place prize uh and that was an 18 month free pass like pr- wow. pretty sweet right Wait, that's yeah pretty that's good. very was, good and her was as a theme park one? fan um i think it was maybe also theme park it might have been a disney thing that uh, uh, okay yeah so, these were good but these were good this was a high stakes foot golf competition right the last place prize was like sort of a hey don't worry about it you still get a prize it wasn't like a punishment no 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 uh she did not increase her workload at her uh, right. her place of employment at the, at the mine where she worked <laughs> She didn't have to uh, shovel more coal. Uh, (laughs) Well, that's good. um, I, uh, no, I, uh, uh, fantastic. So I get to like, you know, now I will have to pay to go along with her, but now it's not free Island new bar access. Wow. It's uh, a, it's, it wasn't an 18 month pass to the unbuilt universal studios in Dubai. No, no, no. It wasn't something like that. <laughs> Not just you don't just get to go into the 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 gate and that's all that's there. But you unlimited like you can go in and out of that gate as many wow. times as you want. So okay, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Uh, I, congratulations. I'm feeling feeling fine. Yeah, wonderful, that's wonderful good. news to get. And who yeah, who knew her poor footsmanship would pay off so wonderfully? That's great. And thanks, you, Aaron. Yeah, thanks. We'll all thank Aaron for you. Thank you, Aaron, <laughs> for also, you you raping the benefits of this. Yeah. I'm gonna learn about foot golf because mm-hmm. I, I i don't know this is not really come up maybe in passing i love miniature golf sure big miniature <laughs> golf fan oh wait um, miniature golf counts we can talk about miniature golf uh yeah. hey great all right we cover we, we just haven't. we just unlocked like seven more episodes but oh, yeah, yeah. sure and again and foot golf too because it came yeah. up here now but I'm, have- I'm intrigued by foot golf especially because uh, a listener emailed mark d natal emailed uh, that the Troutdale, the place oh. that you could catch trout, has closed. What? No. Troutdale of Agora Hills is no longer there. The, oh, quote, bummer. The ponds are all dried up and it is closed for good. <laughs> so, what? I cannot go I trout fishing. I passed by fishing. the sign recently. Uh, oh, no. Cherished uh, six-year-old memories of an activity that I didn't keep up beyond six years old. Um, wow. Bummer. Well, I will say that the foot golf course is in the same county as the former Troutdale. So residents of said county uh, still have some fun on there. But it's not the fun of killing an animal of uh, <laughs> of, of hooking a trout but and, uh, and gutting it. But uh, foot golf's a little fun, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, fun to be had everywhere. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, man, I'm a boy. Let me just not talk for the next 45 minutes, though, because R.I.P. Troutdale. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. We could take a break, too, if you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me just go. Let me go outside, take a deep breath, and yeah. think about every individual trout <laughs> that, that, that didn't get to die in the expected way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all just tossed they on the side of live. the road somewhere. They got to live a full life. Mm-hmm. With his trout friends. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, shit. Yeah. I know. I wanted to eat them. They didn't get caught by a kid. Um. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, anyways, so good news for me. Uh, uh, Jason, I feel like there's things, there, 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 there's something you got locked and loaded to yeah, discuss I, as well. I have a news story um, that was very interesting to me. And it's a couple months old, but it, was, it hasn't really come up on the show yet. And, and only a few theme park news sites picked it up um but uh real news sites picked this one up too the orlando sentinel the associated press okay um so uh, a few months ago uh 
you know, uh, all right, well, let me set this up. There's there's a resurgent labor movement in America. We've seen teacher strikes in multiple cities. Uh, there's coal miners recently have been sitting on the tracks down in Kentucky blocking coal trains because the, the company went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in our own city of Los Angeles, uh, the Screen Actors Guild just had elections. The Writers Guild is having uh, very contested elections right now. They're a blast. Oh, uh, they're we're a blast. All, so we're, they're all getting a blast. So, we're getting so many great emails. And you know, so many great sons of uh, uh, sons terrible of people who name names. Yeah. <laughs> and that's funny that sons came up uh, oh, because a son, a famous son comes up in this story. Oh, too. Wonderful. So um, uh, now Disney uh, in various Disney uh, cast members are in various different unions, uh, which is especially the case down in Florida. Disney World employs so many people. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, a few months ago, 600 out of 1,000 costume performers threatened to cut ties with their local union due to, quote, horrible representation and unresponsiveness to grievances. Now, this is local uh, 385, uh, of which about n- uh, about half of 9,000 members are Disney cast members. Okay. So, and, and around 1,000 of those are costumed, are like, goofy mickey oh, cast members okay and wait, so, so that but they're not all disney people there some of them are other theme park other uh lots of different stuff in this local and i'll explain which union it is in a second hmm. so okay all right um the character performers have been in this union since the 1980s and this was such a huge deal that um the head of this union had to fly down to orlando hold hearings about this like corrupt leadership and put the local office into what is called trusteeship where uh he appointed two people to take over and there'll be elections in 18 months okay um now uh the another independent office said in court filings that this local union's leaders may have created false records committed embezzlement and obstruction now so the union in question is the International Brotherhood of the Teamsters. And mm-hmm. the head of this union is James P. Hoffa. Uh, Not to be confused with James R. Hoffa, notice Jimmy Hoffa, his father. Oh. So, the son of <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa flew down to Orlando. So, Jimmy Hoffa famously uh, had to deal with the mob mm-hmm. and the Kennedys. Mm-hmm. His son, James P. Hoffa, is dealing with a guy explaining that, no, I, I'm not Goofy. I'm a friend of Goofy. I'm not Goofy. I'm a friend of Goofy. <laughs> Had to fly down to put local 385 into trusteeship. Wow. Wow. Uh, so a much sillier uh, lineage than his father yeah. Uh, held. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. The dawn of costume characters had not yet happened during uh, <laughs> Elder Hoffa's time. No. Well, he disappeared in the. Um, he disappeared in the seventies, and I think was declared dead in the eighties. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They. They. I think the MythBusters conclusively proved he is not buried under Giant Stadium, <laughs> which was longer. Um, Jimmy Hoffa, for more context, once played by Jack Nicholson in a movie, will be played by Al Pacino in the upcoming movie The Irishman. Yes, oh, in yeah. in the de-aged uh, uh, Scorsese. Al Pacino. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So. 
very strange uh there's no there's no property does disney now own something where they could create a costume character of hoffa mm. do they own the rights oh. to them to the film hoffa who owns yeah who owns hoffa but if Hoffa, this is actually an interesting question just in general could you make a walk around character of any sort of notable figure hmm Oh like, yeah, what are the rules a, there? Is there a law against just making, you know, say uh, a Trump walk around character in where would it go? Where would he be? Um He'd be in the monkey cages in Animal Kingdom if he asked <laughs> yeah, me. If we had something to say about it. He well, NBC owns the <laughs> NBC made the apprentice, so That's a good point. they could they might be the likely home of a of a Trump walk of, around of a Trump walk around. And it's almost surprising they didn't do it at the time because you oh, could yeah. go get a photo with billy bush at the access hollywood red carpet at the end of the tour right i'm amazed like there wasn't trump presence on the studio tour at that time we they, were, they were pushing that thing so hard right yeah there's got to be something though um so wait so this this union though is just it's costume characters but it's other it's not it's, just it's just a regular teamsters office too hmm. so the costumes characters there's about a thousand of them uh, two-thirds of that number threatened to walk right. because of poor representation. So I'm just confused. Like, there's costume characters, but also there's, truck like... Truck drivers. Truck drivers? Also in this, so yeah. how, how do you... Maybe this is too much. I don't know if this is in the article, but, like, how do you end up in a, a union that has, like, truck drivers and a guy playing uh, da- Daisy Duck or a lady playing Daisy Duck? <laughs> uh, it's confusing to me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, lots of unions cover... Right, multiple things. Multiple uh, things. It just seems like a performers union would be the one that covers that. But I don't, I don't, I have no knowledge of this. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because we're going to circle back around to unions when it comes to uh, today's topic. What? Something I learned about. This wow, a total Uh, left turns coming. Okay, interesting. Um, Huh, huh. Mike, Mike, are you at this point just worried about the safety and well-being of the mini who has the hots for you at, at Disney World? No. <laughs> no. There's a little crack in that sure. voice. No, it's fine. Everything's fine. I said Daisy. I said Daisy, not Minnie. I didn't say Minnie. You thought you'd throw us off the scent. Yeah, I said another female character. I didn't say Minnie. Because if conditions are poor enough that she can't make kissy sounds from inside the head. Right. It's, it's going to be fun. fun They're going to have elections right. within 18 months. But can a truck uh, driver meantime, can a truck driver still make like a kissy face at me <laughs> through the windshield of a car of his truck <laughs> while I'm driving alongside him? Which yes? would be a great joke in a National Lampoon's Vacation type scenario oh my gosh yeah because like mm-hmm. clark kiss. wants the sexy girl but it's a gruff truck driver mm-hmm. that he could was be fantasizing a, about her but then like yeah he's drifting and going mad and it's actually a big gross dude right that would be that i mean if i didn't know what scene is in the newest vacation movie the horrible scene that is the play on the old original one mm-hmm. i would think that was in the newest at helms movie are you talking about the one where she d- dies yes brutally? where they kill <laughs> yeah they kill what's her name <laughs> christy, christy brinkley? brinkley right uh-huh. they kill her in yeah. the new vacation what? yeah it's to truck moser down yeah he's like flirting with whoever i mean i think it's an equivalent is it actually christy brinkley or is it a newer oh maybe female character oh because and, it's yeah it's it's not uh, yeah because it's at helms and he's like you know remember the original vacation yeah, yeah. and uh, clark is flirting with christy brinkley on the yeah, highway she keeps showing up on the highway yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, in the newest vacation, Ed Helms is flirting with a, a young lady on the freeway, and then she just gets killed by a truck or something. She just gets run over. Mm, yeah. And uh, that's, that's bleak. Yeah, it that's is. That's incredibly bleak. <laughs> that's the movie. Because <laughs> anyway. it ain't your dad's vacation. This is. Your, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. We're slaughtering your expectations. <sighs> the blood on the pavement of what you think that vacation is going to be. Yeah. Which is you thinking it's going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, what bridges are we burning Jokes. talking about I vacation? Was, right I'm now. thinking of going through it in my head right now. Yeah, we're doing the check. I don't know. Nah, I think we're fine. fine. Like, what's deep in a, it's deep in a podcast that's half about union yeah, relations. Union talk, and half, oh my gosh, talk. about sword talk. and the stone. Yeah, the union talk scared everyone away if the sword and the stone title didn't already. <laughs> so we're good. We, People and I love my historical context. And I've got even more of it. <laughs> this is interesting. I don't. I don't know what could possibly be coming in this uh, in this area. Oh, yeah. sure. Um, well, we can we can start diving in. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I suppose to the sword and the stone. A uh, a. I guess you. Well, it it, it it isn't a live show so much at all of the parks now. I guess the way the main way the sword and the stone functions today is as a a photo opportunity at yeah. the bulk of the Magic Kingdoms at almost all of them except for shanghai i think it is in shanghai isn't it is it maybe it is i think it's mm-hmm. hong kong right oh, it's in man. hong kong but is that the one that's still it the is show in hong kong, that i know so it's still we the show problem. We well then it breaks know. down to which are still merlin hosted it seems right. like paris still has merlin okay i saw one in hong kong mm-hmm. uh and merlin was speaking I don't have an ear for it. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was Cantonese or Mandarin. Yeah, not sure what the um, what the go to is at Hong Kong. Yeah, we don't know much about Hong Kong Disneyland. Yeah, uh, it seems like the official languages of Hong Kong, from what I could tell, are written Chinese and spoken English. It you know, hmm. it's a cosmopolitan city, lots of language spoken. Sure. Um, so uh, there, there's not a show right now in Disneyland. Yeah, it doesn't seems. doesn't seem like it, and I haven't seen this. In a very long time. 2006 yeah. was the last time, I believe. Something wow. like that. Oh, yeah. really? That okay. they did it. I found um, a 2012 posting by the Walt Disney Family Museum, which was screening Sword in the Stone for an anniversary, saying you could still get your picture with the Sword in the Stone at Disneyland, but the show is not running right now. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, the, the main way day-to-day that it functions is that there is an anvil... With a sword sticking out of it, and you can try with all your might to pull the thing out, but it will not budge. Uh, and that is because the only way it will move is via magic. Only the only the chosen few, as in the film, can pull the sword out of said stone. Uh, and in you know the only way that this is ever uh, done day to day in the parks is is via this show um, that usually involves Merlin, but not always. Where Merlin is trying to find a like a placeholder king yeah, while yes. the while king arthur is away on vacation is that yeah. what it is yeah because it's yeah. temporary it's, it's the temporary king of the realm it's temporary yes, right? they make or it very clear to the children you it's, are not, you are the, not king the king here king. forever it's for like an you hour are not, tops mm-hmm. you are not like, the pendragon put this sword in the anvil because like disney legal is very clear like that they can't promise guests things even on rides like mara 
there's like a I think Tony Baxter talked about it because like they have to make Mara so big and they say like you know you'll have eternal youth if you don't look into Mara's eyes so like she's so big everyone obviously looks unless you actually coordinated it with one person Tech, like you might have a legal complaint Which we failed to do right if, if not if attempted this everyone closed their eyes on Indiana Jones maybe there's a legal complaint to lodge which of course would be insane but funny I mean maybe we should try to do that and mm-hmm. see where it would go yeah so even even all their offerings are very temporary kingship even but then at the end the determination is of the show is that it took so long to find the king that you don't even get that you aren't even the like do, do you guys know this i read a transcript of the show well I'm, I'm, maybe i don't maybe I t- the justification that you get a crown and it is quickly taken away yes yeah, yeah. and you don't you don't actually oh, you don't okay. actually get to be you don't even get to be temporary king of disneyland or disney world because there was so much business trying other people pulling the sword out of the stone right so even like oh the time like his he uh, his alarm goes off uh, i think a literal alarm sound is made even though it's a uh, um uh, <laughs> why can't i think of the word with the dust and the that measures the time oh what's the word a sundial uh, no no the no, other one an hourglass yes god i could oh, not oh, oh. come up with the word hourglass <laughs> that's all right uh, <laughs> i don't use them very often sure as a, it's not how i tell time first of all and i don't play a lot of games so um, <laughs> yes I think I every can be board game used to include an hourglass mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. have a lot of hourglasses around tiny plastic hourglasses. tiny plastic hourglass and then if one broke you used to have to dig out the other oh, get the hourglass from the other board mm-hmm. yeah. now there's a board game i don't think i've talked about on the show or maybe maybe briefly because i it's hard to avoid talking about it i had a game that was planet hollywood the game Oh, I had that. You had that too. Yes, it was the it was the yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh-huh. actually the globe itself. Yes, with cards inside. The famous globe from the logo, including yes. the extruding one star. Yes, and you set a little timer, and then a little like uh, very generic melody plays. But mm-hmm. good for them for writing original music for this game, and then it dings. <laughs> do you? Do one of you still have a copy of this? I do. I got I it. Do? And Schomburg, I Same may have closet it. where my Disney Afternoon Avenue shit came from. I'm. The, I'm just saying. There's a lot of podcasts where people play games like D and D. We could. Or call a Cthulhu or something like that. Mm-hmm. We could play around. Well, of and play I think, it in Hollywood and record it. Absolutely. Well, and there was a Disneyland board game as well. Okay. I believe. Oh uh, yeah, that's like that was a, a lot of versions of that. I feel like. Yeah, I feel there like must be a lot. There was a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Right. Boy, we are finding so many bits of bullshit that we can do. <laughs> the Planet Hollywood game is just like name Rene Russo movies. Yeah, and then you you name as many as you can. I love so. it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I, I we think we have that, but unless I we got rid of, I don't know. It's it's in Schomburg if it still exists for me. Because mm-hmm. then obviously we could like if we had two versions of it, we could have like multiple games going at once, cutting back and forth. It'd be a real elaborate. Oh, that would like be a tabletop, easy to follow. like the back of a comic book store when they're like tabletop gaming and there's yeah. so many games going on. Mm-hmm. Or we host podcasts about game nights and people come play against us, the masters. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the experts. Hope you know of, your R- Rene Russo. Yeah. <laughs> we are three Rene Russo. So experts, you better know your shit. So are we allowed to say like Nightcrawler? Yeah. Because that wouldn't have been canon. That wouldn't have been a movie. I think we can play it from current times. The trouble will mainly be that the stars of today, like Ensel Algort, (laughs) will not have be represented. The the stars that we know so much about today Mm -hmm. are not represented as 
cards. So we and, and so like we couldn't do name Jeremy Renner endeavors and then uh, uh, app, app Amazon storefront right. um, yeah. album, album music videos in the car commercials. <laughs> um. But and also like there'll be questions like if you met Harvey Weinstein, how many hugs would you give him to thank him for all the movies he's made over the years? And he'd be like, well, three. And obviously we don't want to talk about that. Name all of your friends who you would love to see sit on John Lasseter's lap. Go. <laughs> uh, Jason. Bleak. Jason. Bleak. Hey, this was a very this was a, a touchy huggy game. These questions yeah. should have been canceled back then yeah know, well we, uh, we can't go backwards in time there have to be cancelable questions oh in there. yeah so, so we gotta go through this out, i'll go through first i'll pluck out all of the cancel questions it would it, also it, be funny uh, just to discover them while playing yeah yeah so was, either way oh certainly original california adventure had a casting couch joke on one of the windows oh, yeah yeah the, oh. someone designed someone wrote designed it was approved it was painted on and that eventually, pretty quickly, someone was like, get that the hell out of here. I think like, there was a disconnect between what the casting couch was and what people thought it was. I think and it's still not okay that people thought, like, and then you got to, you know, give a couple of smooches. Yeah. I think, like, I, but I do think people didn't, like, there was a, like, it's, the word sounds fun. It's even alliterative. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I think by the 90s had, like, any representation of Hollywood just felt like schmoozy. Go to spot Beverly Hills, baby, you know. Hey, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger IV. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. So do we need to cancel the word schmooze? Oh, oh yeah. schmoozing Schmoozy. does yeah. potentially involve uh, not so good things. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I, well, I or don't let's know. just clarify schmooze. what schmooze means. Schmooze is just schmoozies will now be called networking. <laughs> the 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 smoothie stand we love so much. Yeah. Is it, wait, that's what it is. Yeah, schmoozies? yeah. It's and they serve smoothies yes. there, so it's called yes. schmooze. Yeah. Smooth, not smoothies. No, smoothies. Th. It's donuts and smoothies, and you can get the big Donald Duck thick ass Bottom, donut. Yeah, <laughs> there uh, is that why Donald could. Duck's thick ass came up before? Or we were we just admiring it in another way. I can't remember. It's possible we were talking about that because they Jason and I split a large donut. When we were waiting for yeah. Guardians the first time we ever wrote it, it was like a Hulk donut, right? Yeah. Was or was massive. it Captain America? Because it had apple pie filling. I think it was. No, I think it was Hulk. I think it was green. I'm but pretty it sure it definitely had apple pie filling. But the I can't Hulk's remember why I was talking treat. about Donald's uh, rear. I don't know. It's occurring to me now that, you know, that I uh, I have some new cats recently. And one of them I would have to qualify as, as having a thick ass and i think i i think it makes me i think it makes me love her more i do oh, i wow, like in a donald way i think it's a, yeah i think it's a it, it is one of her most adorable it's an, facets it's endearing it's, it's an very endearing, endearing animal like donald's like winnie the pooh it would certainly get stuck in a in a tree uh 
Hole. Well, I don't, I don't want to get canceled, but throw some pics up on the Twitter. You know, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'll be Bunnies, canceled for that. Cats. But we're talking about it in endearing terms. I mean, so. I, I almost it almost feels a little too. That feels like too abrasive of a term. I've been calling it a rump. Well, I love my cats. Oh, that's rump. very wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, re- the the reason with the uh, the Donald ass is because I think I said the word ass, and it was weird to use it in context with Donald. We should be mm-hmm. using the words rear and bottom, hindquarters. Any of those are very safe for this a very nice podcast. I don't know if I, I, I something about hindquarters feels odd to me because like mm-hmm. that implies you're going to spend some time in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it like that. <laughs> quarters is like a now place you live. Hmm. Okay, that's How my about, that's my own. Uh, odd connotations with mass terminology my last thought about this is that uh when i was a child uh in the pinocchio song and maybe i've mentioned this before when when you would sing the song um i forget exactly which song it is but it's just like there's a line in there about his little wooden seat (laughs) i would lose my mind laughing i thought that was the funniest thing (laughs) Uh, i still think i think it's funny Yeah. yeah calling it a seat little wooden seat that feels in our wheelhouse the as much as we've already used we've already talked about thick ass before i think us start it like if we can try it from here on out just call it a seat call it seats seats that's pretty funny (laughs) all right fine we'll use i think you managed to find the tamest (laughs) word humanly possible Mm -hmm. um all right well i love my cat's seat My cat's got a great seat. All right. Uh, also, well, and this Pinocchio's butt, Pinocchio's seat, rather, has come up before because in that crazy song, Today I Wept for the, that, the, the Geppetto song in that Christmas special that I'm a big fan of, he talks about spanking. He fondly recalls oh, spanking yeah. Pinocchio and getting a blister. Right. And this yes. is a nice memory. Jeez. So weirdly, there's several, bi- yeah, Pinocchio's seat comes up in several ways in disney mythology Mm -hmm. my um pinocchio song uh theory is that the high deedly d and actor's life for me is what walt thought of actors (laughs) that they were good for nothing scumbags (laughs) that they were like they get punished for their (laughs) sinful lives Interesting. And anytime I do so, I'm like he, coming out of an audition, like sometimes that gets stuck in my head. Like an especially you know in <laughs> awful audition, I get that song stuck in my I, head. Full hour forty five, yeah. leaving Santa Monica. You have actors' life Sa- for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mocking I, you. I disagree. Kurt Russell, Suzanne Plachet, these are actors he had a lot of fondness for. He couldn't think. That I think the profession he had some, was. Yeah, I think there were some he liked. I'm just saying. You're like, saying there a was whole, a handful of elite actors, Annette. Yeah. And then the, the Julie Andrews, Dick Van Dyke, yeah, right. Those people he liked, but your average work working actor, he had nothing but disdain for. Yeah, perhaps. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps or he, he just, saw, or even if he loved them, he thought they are like like layabouts, and, and yeah, and then silly creatures in pursuit of something silly, reefer mm-hmm. heads. Yeah. <laughs> he also took roles away from them by appearing on the show all the time by not hiring a host. Oh yeah. And by voicing Mickey himself, he kind of like took that spot for a, you know, for a decade or so right. from uh uh eventually we realized more capable Mickey voices. That's yeah. true, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh so Walt's hatred of actors is very evident. <laughs> but he does seem supportive at least in California Adventure statue form of Mickey's suitcase in a dream. Right. He's arriving. Yeah. Like, here we, here you go, bud. But that was obviously, you know, that statue is not based on fact. Like, it's not from, it's, it's a, 
it's a fantasy, you know. That wasn't really figurative. It's a it's figurative statue, you know. So like, did he say, well, wait, so he didn't show up to California with Mickey Mouse with a fully rent out of a real life character? Yeah, that wasn't actually what happened. So I'm just saying it's possible he wouldn't have oh, supported Mickey's suitcase in a dream. They need a new mattress on that sleeper car. My fucking neck. <laughs> that is the narrative. Nuts suitcase doesn't count as a meal. <laughs> <laughs> I want money back. Um, do you think they could? Do you think Walt could have gotten a child seat for him, being that he's small? For Mickey? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or did he have to keep him on his lap, like you have to, like like uh, parents of newborns, to not pay for that extra I don't seat? No. It's a good question. He he was like Mickey. Mickey, you'll be saying that you're under two. <laughs> Save us the feet. <laughs> It's my Walt, which is the same as my Obama. Same as your Obama, right? It's, it's yeah. very uh, uh, Cronkite. This is what I... Yes. That's how old men talked mm-hmm. in the old days. Very yeah. clipped. Very stop. And this is what we're going to do. That's sort of... Maybe or, that's... Or, I mean, if it's Tom Hanks' version, of course, it's, Well, Mickey, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to say you're two years old. <laughs> which is sort of his Mr. Rogers as well. I think he looks great as Mr. Rogers, but the voice is a lot huskier. Yeah. But Mr. Yeah. Rogers is a tough voice to tough do. Voice to do. Tough voice it's to do. It's so high and... It's I, hard to not yeah. make it completely unnerving. And to, yes, does you know, to sound like a serial killer or that you're making fun of him. Right. Yeah. I'm Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not... Hello there. You can't just go like... George H.W. Bush, I guess, as well. Like kooky. <laughs> like, do it. Uh, <laughs> Merlin, the wizard of lore. <laughs> Are you trying to bring this back to I the sword of the stone? <laughs> Jason, this is uh, the lightest topic we've ever should. done. Uh, I know, I love it. We have to vamp for a while. Well, yeah, we were texting on the way. You were, you've been convinced the whole time of the of the fullness of the top, of the robustness of the topic. I haven't been convinced on the fullness of the topic. I just knew that I could just do a fall for a while and then we like that would have kill enough time for the podcast to be over <laughs> anyway back to sword you consider so. this podcast killing time <laughs> i think it's all valuable crucial uh, information i guess that's one way to look at it uh sword in the stone of course based on the myths of king arthur mm-hmm. um uh first kind of uh, uh myths of legend that were sort of uh collated by Sir Thomas Mallory and La Morte d'Autour, and later on <laughs> by T.H. White, who wrote the book The Sword and the Stone, uh, okay. a shorter novel, eventually the first part of the larger piece, The Once and Future King. Okay. Which I learned a little bit about when I was younger, because it is all that is the basis of the musical Camelot, which I was in in high school. Oh, oh nice. my God. Do yeah. we have the tape? What'd you do? Uh, okay. So, I was... <laughs> Uh, very excited because they said they were going to do a dual casting for this one, which meant there were multiple people playing uh, Arthur, Guinevere, and Lancelot. And there was also, and Merlin, and there was a kooky knight, and I forget his name. Um, I did not get that part. The part I got is the child who comes on at the end <laughs> after <laughs> Camelot has fallen and volunteers, like, your highness, my lord. 
I'll fight. I'll bring my bow and arrow, my lord. And then Arthur tells him about the glory days of Camelot. Because, of course, Camelot, uh, this grand, happy place lured over by Arthur and Guinevere mm-hmm. until she leaves him for uh, the once good knight Lancelot. And then there is a, a battle between them. Okay. And then Camelot falls. Did you go into any high school audition scenario dreading am i gonna be the kid uh no i was fully prepared in fact in meme i wanted to be the kid (laughs) and did not get it oh i got the like the girlfriend's uh straight laced father the 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 fiance's father that auntie meme's nephew is supposed to marry Huh. I did not do well in high school theater. <laughs> but it sounds like you were in a lot of... Them, how many, how many shows were you in? Four. We just did one musical a year. So you were in the, the musical every year? Them, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. But like in middle school, I was usually like the bad guy or at least a supporting lead or something. Right. Mm. Well, it's like so. it's bumping up to the majors and it gets it's a tougher and tougher slice every time. Well, as hey, now you're in the now who in Hollywood. Landed, who's it's, the only one who lives in Hollywood now, huh? Hey. Is that down. true? Does nobody your uh... uh a couple of people I know have like moved to LA. Um, uh-huh. Actually the the older brother of like a childhood friend uh, just sold a screenplay to Netflix. So he's doing well. Okay. Um, I'll never be the number one in my class because I was next to me alphabetically was David Gallagher, who is the who is uh, the the middle child, I believe, on the show Seventh Heaven. Oh, right. Oh, uh, who was yeah. at the time. So already had achieved more than, mm-hmm. than I. And sure. it's a slash a uh, direct video Richie Rich due to McCallie Culkin not returning to the franchise. Well, yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, are we just judging it on same year or just in like a, in a round a class? Because I just realized there was a guy who was a year older from Schaumburg High School that is like a very successful actor hmm. named Mike Rourke who's in a bunch of things. Okay. Hmm. Would we know, know him at the time? I don't know. You should schmooze with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, see, I know what you, you mean. Network. I know what you mean by that. <laughs> what kind of schmooze? Oh, I, I read you loud and clear, pal. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What? So the myths of legend of King Arthur, Disney never really made like besides sword in the stone, never really had like a King Arthur movie. Yeah, there's not a live action. Well, besides uh, Kids, Kid, 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 King Arthur's Court. Arthur's Court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But there's not like um, a Disney animation canon Arthur besides uh, Wart, the boy who pulls the sword oh, from the Oh, because Arthur doesn't factor uh, into this tale. Yes. You no, know, they like, they allude to it. In the movie Sword in the Stone, which it's been a long time since I, I watched some clips just to confirm that uh, Merlin did indeed turn himself and Arthur into fish. Yeah. at one point uh-huh. uh, yes. that was my most clear memory of it and like uh, uh wart or arthur whatever you want to call him like casually pulling the sword out of the stone okay yeah uh yeah so arthur isn't a character in it but arthur is referred to and in this show in the live show arthur is referenced as he's away mm-hmm. so when you're on vacation you right ups, your your duties are uh, absconded yeah. with which is probably good because i uh, it would it would be terrible for a small child to be enjoying the day uh at disney world and then be responsible for the fall of cam like dealing with the ramifications of the fallout of camelot falling <laughs> <laughs> so you view it as you're not becoming like the king of disneyland you're but you have to take care of 
Camelot. You're yeah. running this empire. You're, like you're, you're the, keeping it within their story. Yeah, you're like the 10 minutes where they think on Veep, where they think Selena Myers has to be president in the in the first episode or something. <laughs> so the ki- you're just saying the kid is being set up as like the fall person, the fall guy. Oh, like well, now I'm saying it's good they're not the fall guy. Right, but they you're saying that could very well be the fall guy. Right, where the, they're just they're just installed sort of towards the end. I but see Merlin is is good. Merlin is pure. Uh, I cannot speak to the other people who do the show, the royal majesty makers. So sometimes it's Merlin. Sometimes and we it's know, Merlin. Sometimes it's these two people. Um, and we don't know where they're coming. Sorry, there's four of them. There there's are? two oh. of them, but there's four characters. Oh. I, I learned about this because I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And I had to look it up on the Disney World website because on the Disney World website, it's under uh, the Royal Majesty Makers. It's not under the Sword and the Stone. Does that imply that they do this show today at Disney World? They do the show today. In fact, it was running yesterday and today. Oh, okay. A huh. few times a day. Hmm. Uh, meet retired knight Sir Sterling, his clever niece Bridget, Squire Tobias, <laughs> and the kind Lady Llewellyn. As the official ambassador to Cinderella's court, they will put your skills to the test and school you in the finer points of regal behavior. Next D23, if you want to win the most obscure costume contest, go with Clever Niece Bridget. Clever Niece Bridget, yeah. Or Tobias? Or Tobias. Yeah. So, four characters will come out. You were saying they did this yesterday. Two. I think they alternate the characters. Oh, okay, right, right. You said that. And this is where the unions come up again. Because I learned, I was told this... And I, I had to look it up because I, I was surprised to learn this. Uh, these roles are actors' equity roles. Okay. Which is the, that is the union you join if you are a Broadway performer. Mm. And this is the union that runs some of the other roles in Florida. Like, people will be in Turtle Talk with Crush and get their equity card and oh. then they could go join a Broadway chorus. Well, this is some of the issue that we talked about this with Matt Gorley that the, he was like when you're acting, when there's dialogue and you're improvising, if it's mm-hmm. this uh, like heightened level of performing, you get to be, you're, you get, it's much better pay seemingly. Yeah. Uh, and it's seemingly why they have, Disney avoids doing too many things like this and right. why it's maybe yeah. one of the first to go because the staffing is uh, like Star Wars land is like, like Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only a few of the people are equity because uh, old yeah. the tyrant Bob Chapek just said, "Well, the people that are at the and working in the stores, they'll be our characters. They yeah. will say three confusing phrases at mm-hmm. you, and that will replace right. They're being <laughs> droids running around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the, so the droid operators would fall under the purview of the union that the puppeteers are in." Okay. I'm not sure which one that is. Uh-huh. But I was shocked to learn. And, and so I found a listing for the Royal Majesty Makers. Uh, like to on, get the job? Yeah, on backstage. Mm. On like the... the um, Have you applied? <laughs> no, because it was a listing from like 2013. But all, they were also applying... There was listings at that time for Turtle Talk with Crush, World Showcase Players. So apparently in Florida, I think it is if you are using a microphone... You mm. are the role is equity hmm. because Turtle Talk with Crush doesn't sing. At first, I thought it was it if was you sang, thing. you were equity, but singing might get you a bump. Okay. Mm. So, um, but still crazy to me because I don't know how much out here is equity. It seemed like, yeah, Matt Gorley was saying a lot was Agva, the American Guild of Variety Artists. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, all right. So Merlin's doing okay. 
Yeah, so Merlin, I would assume Merlin equity too, but mm-hmm. he's not retired. He's Bridget's retired doing okay. here. My question is, why are there... F- it's in a company that obviously cuts a lot of costs. They're cutting costs now because Disneyland is empty. It's empty today. All the passes are unblocked. Space so it Mountain, never kicked back in. Space Mountain 10-minute wait two hours ago when we're recording this in the middle of the afternoon. Did Galaxy's Edge kill Disneyland? Yeah, I guess it did. It what did, happened? I don't know because it truly, what, it, what time is it? It's like 5 o'clock right now. It was 3 o'clock and I looked. 10-minute wait for Space Mountain in the middle of the day. Well, it also it's hot 93 out. degrees outside. It's hot out, but it's... That never stopped people yeah, that's true. that was not like it would still uh-huh. like Guardians was twenty five. That might have been. I think Cars was probably the longest wait. I walked on Guardians last week. I was there. I yeah, I was there recently, and everything was pretty light. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so where was I going with this? Um, it seems odd to me that they wouldn't just keep having Merlin be the character because it's only mm-hmm. one person. It's just one guy, and there's two people. You would think they would all be like, "Well, we'll just have Merlin do it, not have these new characters." Four of them. Four of them to rotate. Just always put the robe on. Anybody can do it. Merlin mm-hmm. can be either gender. Who cares? Like, yeah. Let's just do Merlin. And he's more fun, I'm assuming. I think he's more fun. I think the Royal Majesty Makers are a little sticky. I mean, they're pretty sure, tight. I'm not saying and they have to do fun. a lot of I'm improv and dis- stuff. But I'm not I like Merlin. I like a kooky old uh, man. Even if it's just... You know, a big beard. Obviously, and a hat. I think all three of us probably uh, we enjoy a bearded old man uh, <laughs> over most char- type of characters. <laughs> That's definitely true. Yes, uh, Mar- your Marvel Mc- does Marvel Mc- Marvel McFay have a beard? Oh, yeah. He does, right? Yeah. He has like a dream finder kind of beard. Yeah. So like that's, yeah. So I'm just wondering what the thinking is. Maybe kids don't connect with Merlin as much as they used to. I, I mean, they, they've they have not kept this particular property alive as a vibrant, mm-hmm. pro- nor is there, there's not really like a song, you know, from Sword in the Stone. No. It's like maybe the most iconic song free of classic Disney era. Yeah, I couldn't pull it. I, I was reading about Sword of the Stone because that was one of two rabbit holes I went down for this. Uh, Sword of the Stone, directed by a man named Wolfgang Reitherman. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's one of the nine old men. He's one of the, the nine old ones. men. Yep. Uh, also credited as Wooly Reitherman. Uh, credited <sighs> as director on Jungle Book, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, mm-hmm. Aristocats, Robin Hood. Co-directed The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Rescuers, and 101 Dalmatians. Jeez, pretty good. good. Pretty good. And, like, this is also coming, like, in a period that started in 1950 with Cinderella when they're like, okay, we're back to feature, like, that um, animated features. Mm -hmm. Before that, there was, like, six, like, package movies. like Weird movies about planes. Yes. War bonds. War bonds. Three Caballeros, uh, Ichabod Mm -hmm. and Mr. Crane. Mr. Toad. Or Mr. Toad. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type movie. Yeah. <laughs> they were like Mr. Crane. <laughs> piecemealing anthology movies because so much of the staff was at the war. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it took it took so long to do animation at that time. A new Disney anime feature would only come out every few years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and probably like the most, yeah, probably the most labor intensive and difficult to, but mm-hmm. yeah, if you could just cycle through these things, huh? Yeah. Uh, so sort of in the stone, are they just getting, are they getting cocky or then like, yeah, we got it. And well, sure. There's a world. This is the, uh, this was the rabbit hole I really liked. Mm. There is a world where sword in the stone was not made because there were two projects under consideration oh. after 100 Round Dalmatians. Sword in the Stone and Chanticleer. The story of a confident rooster who believes that his crowing can make the sun rise. 
based on an old play. Chanticleer, if that sounds familiar. Were you in Chanticleer in high school or middle school? uh, No. It doesn't sound like a play that people super were into. Like in the early 1900s, (laughs) late 1800s, whenever it came out. Chanticleer, the basis, though, for the movie Rockadoodle. Gunna, that's exactly what I was looking up. (laughs) Isn't that, yeah, wait, is that why there's that that weird rooster thing? Yeah. So Chanticleer was updated with with an Elvis Elvis theme. Yeah. For Rockadoodle. For Rockadoodle. <laughs> Chanticleer got I, so I, far. I love Chanticleer. Is that the name of the chicken? That's the name of the chicken. Oh, what a, what a mealy name. Chanticleer. Ch- like chant the word chant and then Eckler. E-C-L-E-R. Uh, I think it's, there is a French basis. He is apparently a, a I think it's called a Gallic rooster, which mm-hmm. is one of the unofficial symbols of the nation of France. So, Chanticleer got far enough in the development process that there's tons of Mark Davis concept art for Chanticleer. Oh. And it looks great. Like, look at these cool roosters. Really? Mark Davis, who, just a reminder, did a lot of the Haunted Mansion art and, like, a lot of the great, like, characters in the parks are due to uh, Mark Davis. Country Bears. Country Bears, yes. Uh, I looked up Chanticleer, and I think I spelled it wrong because I just got a listing for Chanticleer Apartments, One Star, Garden Grove, California. So that's not this. <laughs> is the landlord this? There wasn't going to be a movie based oh my on God, that. Yeah, the Very landlord confident. is a uh, fancy chicken. No, uh, <laughs> oh, that's Chanticleer, I believe. Is, oh. is that him with the top hat? Yeah. Wow. Because he really is, thinks very highly of Holy himself. Holy shit. Jason, I, what you're showing us is extremely America Sings slash Splash Mountain. Well, Scott, I'm glad you said that because this concept art of lady chickens looks exactly like... Like Southern Belle chickens? Like America Sings sings exactly they belong on that boat in splash mountain nothing ever really goes away at disney uh which also and this is a little bit of a leap another piece of concept art for chanticleer a dog with a key next to a jail cell whoa i mean it is a cop dog but still like pirates of the caribbean and the dog himself also looks extremely like a i feel like somebody looks like that in splash mountain yeah and yes. uh, furthermore, this owl character is exactly the way Archimedes, Merlin's owl, in oh, yeah. Sword in the Stone they just, looks. He stole that for the owl and the Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Wow, I mean, I guess he can. He used it. Yeah, if it wasn't but me. But this is, this, is this is a secret Chanticleer episode. What has happened now yeah. is the audience has stumbled into what they thought was Sword in the Stone. They thought it was about unions. But really, this is just a character. This is just about Chanticleer from here on out. I mean, I think Chanticleer rules. There's even more concept. All this concept art is amazing. He's it my new favorite character. Like <laughs> people could not get over, though, that like people aren't going to want to see a chicken movie. Of course uh, they but, are. And yet, yeah, then Ratatouille down the road and... Uh, now, and, and Don Bluth was, like, in the 50s, was around Disney Studios for some of his early gigs. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, oh, right. They didn't... And the Chanticleer movie shares, like, one or two concepts, I think, with the... Um, Disney Chanticleer uh, development stuff. Like, the, I think the bad guy is a fox. Um, the love interest is a pheasant. But there's not a ton of crossover. Okay. Hmm. Uh, there's fencing chickens here in this picture. The fencing looks great. I mean, yeah. it's Mark Davis stuff. It's great. I'm sure it's in that book 
the new like $80 Mark Davis coffee table book. Oh, right, right. Came out, or a two book set, I think, just came out. Hmm. Um, but can, yeah. Is, can, is Chanticleer, is that a public domain play? Can we put that up somewhere with you as Chanticleer? I mean, I would love that. I mean, everyone e- in the play, sim- similar-ish to Animal Farm, I- every character is, is an animal. Yeah. Like, the costumes for this play are, like, animal suits. Can we use the Rock-A-Doodle songs? Can we combine it all? It's Mark <laughs> Davis-style p- design. Mark Davis design. But the songs from the iconic songs. People here. screaming, Rock-A-Doodle! <laughs> I, have it. I have the play right here. I have pulled it up. I think I think by the time Rockadoodle got made, it w- it certainly would have been in the public domain. Rockadoodle also at the time competing with uh, Beauty and the Beast and Fievel Goes West. Right. Don Bluth involved with American Tail, not really involved with Fievel Goes West. Right. Do you know who plays Chanticleer in the? Uh, they started spelling it with double E's uh, by the time the Rockadoodle came around. I, uh, Disney was going to call it that too. But you know who plays the Chanticleer? In I don't. Rock-a-doodle? I think I do. Do you know? Is it Glenn Campbell? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wild? Weird. Yeah. In 1990, like opposite Beauty and the Beast, essentially, there's a animated film starring Glenn Campbell. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> so we could have never had Rockadoodle, which I had a VHS of Rockadoodle growing up. I watched Rockadoodle a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we also we can't stop singing the the name. Rockadoodle? I can't, yeah, like, like you know, and remember, this is a pre-Rockadoodle time, so, but now that now that we're post-Rockadoodle, we have to remember that Rockadoodle wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to say. Yeah. I've never seen it. Do I've you never seen think it either. I would oh, like it? it's, it's, it can look, be pretty if fun. If you told me was this a Chanticleer episode, I would have watched Rockadoodle. Uh, Rockadoodle <laughs> has better songs than... Or I remember the songs from Rockadoodle. I do not remember the Sword and the Stones, uh, Stone songs. It may well, not have, they, no, I guess it has songs. It has some music. It, maybe it doesn't have like song songs. It doesn't have big numbers. What is your favorite Rockadoodle song? Rockadoodle. <laughs> I think it's uh, Sun uh, Do Shine from Sun Dom- Do Shine. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you said that like, oh yeah, Sun Do Shine. Yeah, Sun yeah, yeah. Shine. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Uh, My daddy taught me how to sing. I remember that lyric. Kiss and Coo is a song. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember watching Rockadoodle a lot, and that was just one where I was like, this might be one for me and my brother. I don't think anyone at school will want to talk about Rockadoodle. But on a podcast one day. I th- hey, well, let me call you out on something. I feel like you've said you don't like doo-wop music, and this is very Elvis doo old rock and roll. Yeah, uh, but a chicken is singing it. <laughs> <laughs> that forgives. That forgives. Oh, right. I'm just saying, I think there's an inconsistency there. It's more like doo-squawk music. <laughs> Squawk and roll. All right, well, we'll squawk do a and full roll. Yeah, that's and better. That's better. Jason's Thank you. Jason's favorite genre of music is, is squawk, squawk and roll. Squawk and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh wow oh what a what a discovery well yeah Rockadoodle will have to get on the queue soon but enough. could you imagine if like talking about Disney animated classics like well yeah and the animation started to get scratchier and people who grew up with Disney animated movies started making stuff you know there was uh 101 Dalmatians and Jungle Book and uh Chanticleer and <laughs> I mean once once Poco Loco uh mm-hmm. got into the mix line up like every Disney theme park five-hour line to meet Poco Loco. <laughs> um, 
different worlds different, different yeah. worlds what could have been no sword in the stone and the like incredible uh, sums of money that could have gone to the estate of edmund rostland <laughs> um it's yeah. best they don't think about it and if you're a rostland heir or heiress listening to this my apologies mm-hmm. you only you you do have rockadoodle money. there's no the disney the feral cats of disneyland don't exist there's just feral roosters everywhere <laughs> if you're there at rope drop it's just a nightmare it's an auto audio nightmare it's just screaming mm-hmm. roosters in every mm-hmm. land well, of, of walt's course. idea to promote it at the yeah in the 60s what if we release a thousand roosters a into thousand. the park and of course um there would be a disney plus chantelier announced already mm-hmm. a movie coming soon cgi mix of live action and cgi yep they could still do it yeah that's true that's in the archive somewhere with uh, jacob tremblay as chanticleer yeah okay <laughs> you need a hip i think you need like the guy from imagine dragons or someone you need like <laughs> leto oh, oh man yeah, leto, leto, leto is good is chanticleer leto. i'm not sure who would own uh rockadoodle now who put it because out was it samuel Fox? goldwin uh distribute distributed it Oh, so but it wasn't like any studio. It wasn't partnered with a studio or anything. Obviously. So we're not like, quite sure. And we, we look into time. it and realize, like, wait, you know who owns Samuel Samuel Goldwyn? I do. I do. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't even think to tell me. <laughs> My last name's hyphenated. <laughs> Gardner slash Goldwyn. <laughs> Just never looked. It was yeah, Samuel Goldwyn Company. Who owns that now? Jeez. You see it every now and then, but it's sort of like every now and then. Um, they merged with United Artists. Yeah. Well, who owns United, who United Artists? United, Ar- United Artists so shows confusing. up every now and then. Uh-huh. Boy. Um, huh. Columbia well, TriStar, I feel like, is used nowadays. It doesn't. You're just buying Why the is there logos. no theme park where I can meet the TriStar lady? <laughs> Give her a hug. <laughs> Even just an Instagram pop-up. We need. You know? Hell yeah. We need to find a lawyer and do an episode with a lawyer, and we need to lay out our plan for a reacquire or acquiring all of these different IP that have all been lying dormant for so long. Yeah, because that's and where the real money. Just go down the list of things and like lay it out with them. They'll tell us how realistic it is, how much money we're looking at, uh, and then uh, Marvel you know. McFay portal, Lil Abner portal, Rockadoodle portal. Mm-hmm. We are going to end up owning so many unpleasant <laughs> IPs. <laughs> at the end of this. Yes. Uh, if I could just own one of Heathcliff's Cadillac cats. Hector, please. Just Hector. Just Hector. Yeah. But then he's got to get removed. A la Spider-Man from MCU. Yeah. So when the Heathcliff reboot comes, he'll... Or are you saying in like old cartoons, I'll have to remove Hector. Yeah, I'll have to digitally remove cat. Hector. Yeah. Mm, oh, or put a, put a mustache on him and... Just put a mustache character. on him and color him differently mm-hmm. and call him something else. But that's a lot of work for that reissue. But you earned it. <laughs> I earned it because, yeah, that People lawyer will do it. sleeping on Hector ownership. Yeah. Um, well, well, we'll okay. do it. Sword in the Stone. Sword in the Stone. <laughs> Back to the Sword <laughs> in the Stone. This is great. Hey, hey, I like, you know what? Good rabbit holes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yep. Yeah. I got so excited. I mean, that Mark Davis art is great. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always yeah. so fun to uncover uh, his stuff. Did, um, did you see where for the sword and the stone experience where you actually hit the switch that actually makes the, mm, the sword, sword available. Do you know where that is? Is a picture. I found a picture. Well, I mean, this is according to some website. That, I mm. heard the technicians wander around sometimes and like, we'll release it throughout the day. If people are trying it, um, this is what this is. It's right by Pinocchio's daring journey. Supposedly, supposedly there's a switch just in the bushes. What? 
So like you can go over there. <laughs> We're probably giving information on people are going to try to do it. So po- I mean, let me see what it says here. Hit the in button. In the bushes by Pinocchio's daring journey, you'll spot the switch. A custodial cast member, accomplice, <laughs> they use that word, uses to ac- activate the sword's release at the proper time in Merlin's show. So it's somewhere on the left of Pinocchio's daring journey. It's got to be like key operated though, right? You can't just you like would hit th- the I button. I would think or a, a, a fob. Yeah. Security fob. I presumably digitized it. Yeah. I, you know, the, the, I have to give the Royal Majesty makers credit. They do like a lot of interaction. They do a lot of improv with the, the audience and the family and stuff. But I do like Merlin, like when Merlin is doing it, he, um, clearly always picks a dad first mm-hmm. it's always a dad a big, big brawny guy, big guy. Yeah, if you don't know the shtick of the show that uh, yeah they pick a strong guy to try to pull the sword out of the stone and he fails but they end up telling you know what maybe you could be a bodyguard you could be like the guy who mm-hmm. protects the king but i think the king is somebody else it is in the long history it is uh, trying to embarrass your dad. That yeah. is yes. what another, it's another entry. <laughs> it's a hit, and you can you, at a, one time you could see it in French, Chinese, English, mm-hmm. around the world. The dads of all countries of were being embarrassed countries. regularly, daily, daily by Merlin or these merrymakers. And then Sam's Merlin race. pulls out a stick, a Y-shaped stick, which I learned. I always wonder what that's called. A drowsing rod or a divining rod. Mm. And where you look for water with a stick on the beach. Uh, it's it's pseudoscience that these people used it to look for water for ore for minerals for that feels like a thing you would have used as a child uh to try to find your first like, toy was a divining rod yeah to find treasure on the beach i'll say this it is in a lot it was in a lot of 90s kids cartoons yeah, yeah. like divining rod like hmm. yeah and i was looking for treasure on a trying? beach <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I always was jealous of the metal detector guys. I feel like I never see metal <laughs> detector guys in the they're beach anymore. They're only in movies. They're like a... I saw them like all a, the time growing up, but uh, now I... Really? Because I, really really, yeah. I, I never yeah, saw it. the Jersey Shore, I'd see them all the time. Really? Yeah. Metal detector but guys. metal detectors cost a fortune. And what were they looking for on the Jersey Shore beach? Money... Hoffa. Treasure? Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa's metallic corpse? Um, sea glass? Sea glass sea would have come up. I don't think shells would come up. So, like, they were just looking, like, They're they were looking, looking for, for change. change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a metal detector and a scooper, because you have to have a sifter scooper sort of thing, or else you're bending down all the time. <laughs> it's, Every it's now and then. a good then, plan to like, riches. Pieces of ships, or I think people thought they'd find doubloons or something. Huh. If gonna... you were a metal detector guy or kid growing up, Tweet yeah, at us. Let us know, please. What was the ever, plan? What was the plan? Mm-hmm. And what was your greatest bounty that you found? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, yeah, somebody might really surprise us, too. Mm-hmm. We'll be eating crow soon enough. Yeah, because it wasn't like a gold detector. I found a Rolls Royce. <laughs> it fell off of a ship. Mm-hmm. Quickly Barely buried. any water damage. That, that was it something. I saw as a kid, someone finds a car. They dig up a car mm-hmm. <laughs> that they found with a metal detector. <laughs> That'd be the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I used the divining rod, though, as a kid. I do think I yeah, yeah. pretended that that worked. But the, yeah, Merlin had good pantomime skills with the divining rod because he really makes it look like it's leading him. Right. As opposed to the other way around. I remember being impressed. The Merlin performers were pretty great. Mm-hmm. I think they had to cut muster. I was on a, I ended up on a website 
uh, a blog confessions of a walt disney world merlin where he details <laughs> the audition process and uh and the training and that they he, they you know you couldn't really go do it in the park they'd first train you for a while in like a taped off area like you would in an audition setting like here's the exact dimensions of everything and where so you just pantomime it for a while mm-hmm. backstage and then you'd have to go like all right let's go run it from 2 a.m to 8 a.m like when the when the park's closed and then you'd be then you'd be given your uh, officially awarded your hat and your divining rod and mm. get to be a, a practicing merlin why was that called confessions of a merlin was there anything like tawdry was there anything uh not at all other than the <laughs> other than the like potentially not the best treatment of the doves that uh i just learned he, that merlin would release i just learned that anytime you ever release doves they're gonna die quickly because like they're being put into captivity and they don't like they've been trained so anytime doves are released in like a ceremony or something oh you're throwing them into the wild yeah they're yeah. gonna die oh well here he he dictates uh, to, to that end let me read a little passage from an excellent article by the way confessions of walt disney world merlin uh just opening the hands might result in the bird just sitting there in the palm or casually dropping to the ground to search for french fries so there had to be an upward thrust to let the bird know how to fly mm-hmm. that's a interesting toss. you can't just like yeah yeah <laughs> yes you have to throw the bird right once the bird is thrown uh in the earliest days of the show clever hawks circled near the castle realizing that every hour merlin would be releasing a free lunch <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't thought of that. Oh. That's a good. Okay. Uh, that's a good thought. It was unclear how that situation was eventually resolved. He says, "I wonder it wasn't." That's my editorializing. But every bird I released says this Merlin flew safely back to their cage for a reward behind the Magic Kingdom. But how can that be? I don't. Yeah. Is he trying to absolve himself? How does he know that every <laughs> dove survived? Yeah, I don't think. The, you know, yeah, the confessions you would think you would be like yeah and then they all they all died every time um an actor's life for me you have to tell yourself stories so you can sleep at night you know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> great i'm absolved that's how he washed his hands after writing this article mm-hmm. forgetting about all, st- all of the children whose arms broke as they lifted the heavy <laughs> they didn't release the button on time and then the kids are like <laughs> just snap their shoulders clean off well i saw a kid i watched a video of a kid doing it and he pulled from the handles and it started to come up and then he just grabs the blade <laughs> and i was like wow oh. <laughs> king colin is intense and he's uh, very trusting that it doesn't just very slice trusting. his palms did it did he get it yeah, he got it. Oh, okay. He got it. It was already pretty much up. It doesn't come all the way out. I feel like as a kid, because yeah. you don't want a kid just yeah. waving a prop sword around. Of course you know? not, but that is does feel unsatisfying. So today yeah. in Galaxy's Edge, this is possible around mm-hmm. every corner. Uh, yes, that's very true. Or <laughs> Watch uh, your eyes. I always got nailed by a kid uh, who had the lightsaber like quiver, but he had it sideways, like around it, like he was going down a pathway with this like. Oh. lightsaber thing falling Oof. off his shoulder and almost nailing people that's <laughs> funny that you were hit by a kid with a lightsaber because i've been hit by several adults with lightsabers yes mm. i would believe that too yeah with several, those like, really black black like cases for the, bl- the blades yeah, yeah 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 not like they were swinging it at me not quite the dignified the weapon that obi-wan 
<laughs> we <laughs> described it as. Watch it, grown lightsaber owners. <laughs> uh, the other, the other, you wouldn't call this a confession, but I like the detail that yeah, Merlin had to greet kids, take photos, sign autographs after mm. the show was done. And a lot of kids, this being the early to mid-90s, speaking of unpleasant IP, a lot of kids thought that he was the page master. Oh, <laughs> the Macaulay Culkin movie one, yeah, right? Boy, yeah. I referenced two yeah. of Macaulay Culkin's lesser films. I've, I've never seen that page master. Not, and not to mention that what you were saying about the humor of the show, really, a lot of it is is a kid's chance to for for getting even with dad. <laughs> Let's try to get every Macaulay Culkin title into this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. I had like page master toys and i definitely remember seeing a lot of ads for it and mm-hmm. what did the, not push what was the premise of it again he goes into uh, a bunch a of a live book. books or something it's, yeah mm-hmm. does it's, he go into this the is books? such a this I is only for us to know. i know andrew grissom likes the page mess this is the most grissomy <laughs> movie anyway side note um <laughs> he doesn't listen to the podcast though he does so, so i'm allowed to hear this. things of that i feel like the page master was trying to like oh people liked um Princess Bride, right? Right, yes. similar, like, kid gets a book read I've to never him. seen The Princess Bride. I haven't either. Oh, oh my God. Professions. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to say anything, but since you went first. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say I'm not. I also don't like Goonies at all. Well, I've never, I, don't, I, I don't think I've, I've seen, seen all of Goonies, Goonies a lot. People are going to be really yeah. mad now. I think there's, I, enough anti, there's enough anti-Goonie out there. I've caught there's some a, anti-Goonie. There's a, I remember playing a a nintendo video game that i never got past like level two of goonies on there's a game of it there was a game you you kept yo-yoing bad guys i don't know no offense if anyone likes goonies i just found it sort of abrasive and unpleasant i just me i don't know i like princess bride but i i'm not like obsessed with it like people are yeah, there I was, mean, you got your wall of Sean and your Andre the Giant. I mean, what else sure. can you yeah. want in a yeah. movie? But I think I, great... I think I get suspicious of very like movies that are like should like shown in mid- midnight with, like revival Hollywood Forever ways all the time. Uh-huh. I have a, like a, maybe I do I have a bias or sorry, I just like don't take the time to check them out. Or, mm. uh, but there if, are, if I didn't grow up with it, I'm sure that one's probably great at being Rob Reiner. And, yeah, it is. It is good. Film. Yeah, it is good. I don't want to even downplay that too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking at page. I got bored looking at the page master <laughs> wiki. It's so exciting. There's like a kid with like he's like he doesn't want to learn, and I think then he goes and meets the page master, and he likes to learn. After it, that, I feel like there was a big trend in '90s entertainment of like we gotta get the kids off the TV and the video games and teach them about books. And I can only imagine that's m- even harder nowadays. Yeah, probably. Um, I just saw. I, I mean. Christopher Lloyd was the page master, though, so now it's got well, me attention great. a little bit. I mm. loved Camp Nowhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was the adult. Of all the polls he of was the adult Lloyd. in Camp Nowhere. Well, I, you didn't even I reference Back to the Future. UPN's Deadly Games. No, he played that's Sebastian your, Jackal. That's your. That's my favorite Lloyd. That's your Lloyd. Um, he's Christopher Lloyd's like on Instagram now, and I follow him, and he just goes to all the cons, and I don't, I don't believe he's actually posting because he'll just like post like Back to the Future memes. <laughs> Yeah, and that might sure. get corporatized. Yeah, uh, yeah, but anyway, good to see him. Good to good see to him see out him. there. He's live action in Page Master too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's two dual role. Yeah, I see. I see. Okay, okay. Uh, and Phil Hartman is a slender and vi- violent pirate. Slender and violent. Interesting. Patrick That's Stewart a- in there too. Hmm. Great people. 
Yeah. All right. We got to work. We're going to do a double feature of Page Master and Rockadoodle. We might be eating our words. Yeah. Love both of these films. Um, what else about Sword in the Stone? Oh, did you see characters? There's videos of char- Pinocchio tries to pull oh, the yeah, sword. Yeah. Oh. Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider? Flynn Rider from, from- Tangled. I was going to say, like, from Tron? <laughs> That's a different Flynn. Uh, oh, my God. If Flynn from Tron was Flynn in Fantasyland. Oh, and then his lasers. Wow. Oh, yeah. That uh, would be yeah. awesome. And like, then, uh, apparently, every YouTuber, uh, a lot of YouTubers, a lot of videos of, like, I tried to pull the sword and I did it. Like, like backpack people? Uh like backpack like hey what's up types? guys people yeah. oh, okay just those uh, in general yeah. it's, it's, there's a lot of Which the not do, if you guys yeah I, I assume you haven't pulled the sword out of the stone but if you but you if you you have photos i, I would have photos. imagine that's, i think i have adult do it. photos with it i i do think it's fun i'm sad they don't do it at disneyland i think it's a little bit of i really like, liked the show and you know charming. what if you're a kid who likes magic and stuff it is oh, like it's 100%. not a full-on magic show but you get the fun he like he has his his bag and then he turns it upside down and shows you there's nothing in the bag but then and he's magically able to pull stuff out of it. Mary Poppins style. Yeah, yeah. I uh, saw so one like where like fun. the kid gets a proclamation, rolled up proclamation and a medal, like a medallion, and then the video cuts out and then they're eating in a restaurant in Alice from Alice in Wonderland. It's like, you you were the ruler. For it. She got so excited to see he had pulled the sword from the stone. Oh. I think that's uh, very charming. Hmm. They would do that? They'd keep it up a little bit? They would bit? play along, a yeah. A reputation, the thing that doesn't seem to happen in star wars right yeah that's what they've claimed yeah no I, it is it does feel like uh, the, i guess they stopped doing it a while ago but it is the type of thing that goes away especially during budget cuts and yeah. like it is the stuff that really like makes the park feel extra good like they're getting rid of this pixar what's the, what's uh, the, the band? philharmonic the philharmonic or something or yeah, it's some fun yeah, name. Yeah, Pixar Monica. But that's, Pixar that, Monica. that's yeah. a fun little thing over on Pixar Pier when these the musicians play those songs, and mm-hmm. that sucks that's going away. What else? They're cutting the... Oh, the Hoopty Doo show. Right, the laughing which you just Stop saw. Company, which I just saw. I didn't realize they were running something at the time. Mm. And like, yeah, walked right in. It was mostly people, tired people eating chicken fingers. Mm-hmm. And I was like the only one sitting like in the balcony, like great view of the stage <laughs> good job guys good job slewfoot sue yeah these um, little like i mean it's actually tying it into current events if people are if there is this feeling that why aren't the little like fun street shows happening on batu mm-hmm. um that you might have expected i yeah i agree these these things are not and they are little they aren't like necessary and the park survives without them but it is it's it's great color and detail and the idea that there's magic around any corner and this yeah. being an especially magical little show yeah like running into shows is fun like run like turning yeah. a corner and going oh what the heck oh that's cool oh yeah well and the, you know like push the trash can or something or like the the percussion guys who pl- like the, you think they're janitors and then they start playing uh, mm-hmm. those things where you don't even realize a show is occurring and right you're slipped yeah. up into it and i have fun. to say i don't think like a lot i don't think universal has something like like there's no like I wish there was a thing in Universal where you could tr- fake throw chum into water and summon Jaws. Then they end they give you a short sleeve turtleneck and a pack of smokes and you're Chief Brody now. That would have been what I liked as a kid. <laughs> you pull Jaws's magic tooth. Yeah, one of the teeth is magic, and one you have of the to teeth pick, is magic. And they release whatever tooth the kid picks. Yeah. congratulations! You have to temporarily deal with the mayor. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're the deputy mayor of Amity Island. The beaches Island. are open, but should they be? You decide. You decide. If you're wrong, people will die. People will die. <laughs> Discuss next year's lifeguard budget. <laughs> <laughs> it's July 4th. We can't close. That's most of the summer right there. You might be wanting to protect people, but you'll the mayor is going to tell you why you're wrong. He's look, he's been in there for a while and he knows what he's doing. So, to, you know, sit with him, but maybe just agree with him. <laughs> just do what he says. Just don't. Yeah, you can't Everyone fight City Hall. Everyone thinks they know how to govern Amity until they're put in the chair. <laughs> You'd be good at writing like the campaign for this is the reason to keep this mayor i forget his name but the, the existing mayor of uh of amity these are all good Larry rationales to, was the actor okay i think right? um yeah these are all good campaign this is very like don't change horses midstream oh like, yeah just come yeah, on yeah yeah you well, know and he, he is still the mayor in jaws too i saw someone point out a while back is he really? he's still the mayor <laughs> is he is a hologram of him the mayor in jaws 12 and back <laughs> oh. to the future too oh my. whatever number it is i probably got it wrong yeah <laughs> it's, all, it's all the same hollow brody hollow brody <laughs> i never thought about how i'd like to see all of jaws whatever jaws nine I, what is it um, that would be the that would be the area where like how we're getting like ip overload that would be the area where you would then get like way on board i feel like scott yes that's you one that get, i would bid on is can i do all of hologram jaws <laughs> the in, hologram jaws from back to the future 2 we're going to make oh, that and it's gonna look like that and it's gonna look he's like gonna be that. all digitized and picked like he's gonna it's gonna be like tv static when he rises out of the water yes like that's that's where the uh, uh, choking on IP will get you if we yeah. can, you can get that micro targeted. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah! I would love some micro targeting of just a line of menswear uh, based on Richard Dreyfuss's character, which is uh, most of the clothes I own for colder uh, fall weather look like uh, Richard Dreyfuss. No, he's got like the what gray varsity shirt and like beat up jeans and a blue beanie. Oh god, you, do you have a blue beanie? You gotta get a blue beanie. I think I do. You do? <laughs> well, you gave me one. Did I? That's kind of like you ordered. You like once you were like, "Do you want this winter cap? Do you want this beanie?" Like I, I they oh, sent well, that's me like two. The that's not as much of a beanie. That's a more of a winter hat. I, I see right through this. You buy Jason dress up clothes just like <laughs> Duffy. <laughs> Summer Jason. Oh. I did get that backpack at an army surplus store, and they did have beanies at the counter. But I was like, "Oh, too warm out." Still, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm I want to think about beanies. A little bit more like smaller. That's my feeling. Oh. Like a beanie. I but yeah, it's a it's a winter hat yeah I actually, amazon sent me two of them yeah so i gave him a gray it's just me. a gray winter hat hmm. but Beanie it's not so much well what, it's what do you not think it's of not you, a full-on uh, richard dreyfus costume you don't think it qualifies no i don't think no. so but okay yeah i i think we i think we can put on the twitter a side-by-side -side comparison of dreyfus and jaws and your look like to see if we can get it pretty close i i have it pretty close i have it pretty oh, close. <laughs> it's pretty, it's a pretty easy menswear like Mm -hmm. beat up jeans varsity gray sweatshirt mm -hmm. scruffy facial hair <laughs> uh, sure. trainer like canvas sneakers 
By the uh, way, I've just been lost in the Jaws 3D. Yeah, I'm thinking about <laughs> it already. It's Jaws. Jaws 19 is the is the movie. I was I was coming up short, but it's yeah Jaws 19. <laughs> and the only my take when I go in and pitch the take, it is just it's just Jaws, but you just put the hollow before everything. We have to get on the hollow orca, the holorca. We got we got to drop holochum. <laughs> That's all I got. What uh, could you? How fast can you get a meeting with Zemeckis for this? Does he, mm. Do you have to even get it approved through him? I'm not sure. Yeah, this might be outside of it. This might be outside of now it. Now suddenly I'm the plunderer trying to do extra Back to the Future, but not that. Like Martin's story Jaws, is done. Jaws doesn't have Zemeckis involved at all. But Back right? to the Future does. Oh, Back to the Future. Oh, Jaws, Jaws 19 is Spielberg. Is the, Spielberg okay, is still, yeah. I think, sort of. Even though they made producer a producer credit on Back to the Future, is Spielberg? that a deal? Yeah. yeah. But I if think Spielberg you, is still gatekeeping Jaws franchise, even though they made tons of Jaws. This is dicey because yeah, Jaws is a whole other property from Back to the Future. Universal owns all of it, but yeah, I don't want everybody have to sign off on everything but we're dealing with digital stuff so can the a be replaced by a one it's still you'd say it out loud jaws but it's a one instead mm. of an a that so get like around a it all what's that that sounds like a prequel yeah you're to right huh, huh. i'm just feeling out options like how can i get but also maybe spielberg's not so precious about it to the fact where you could do this like he doesn't want maybe a full-on mm-hmm. reboot of jaws but, but everybody's trying a, to if this isn't a perfect quibi property then i don't it's know perfect for yeah. this how is does the exactly benchley estate what, feel Hmm. I mean, they're probably chomping at the bit for a little more Jaws yeah. residuals. And they'll feel great when I tell a tale of of digital horrors and... Uh, sure. Also, <laughs> in the Jaws novel, terror. the Dreyfus's character sleeps with Brody's wife. <laughs> oh, right, right. Well, so in this, Holla Dreyfus oh, would sleep Dre- with yeah. ha- Mrs. Yeah. Holla, Mrs. Holla Brody. Yeah. Do you foresee it being like a reboot style graphics kind of or like... I it's, mean, it's exactly... Graphi- it's from the... It's exactly what Marty... When it eats him. Encounters. But, and, and, and so also, obviously, it would look... If you were in the audience, every individual audience member, it looks like Jaws is rising up from a really small mm-hmm. source point and then getting bigger <laughs> and bigger as he goes and he's going to bite you. Are there any other and movies... And then he disappears in a way where only his eyeballs remain. Right, man. I this you is this is what that. I that's like, was. That is your dream IP. Do. <laughs> For years you've been Jaws like, everyone's uh, doing IPs, and now we've actually I've hit on your perfect and nothing but complaints. But I just hadn't seen the light, and it took Sword in the Stone to get there. <laughs> and sh- sh- I've unlocked my mental sword has been pulled out of my mm-hmm. stone, and now all the the uh, synapses are firing. I don't know. I think you could. I think with Spielberg, you could get him in on this take because it's. So far out from actually being like a totally new Jaws, and he's look, it's it fits right alongside Ready Player One. We're recontextualizing yes. Back to the Future things. Yes, you're right that it's Spielberg controls both. Spielberg right. is also yes. Back yes. to the Future, yes. so he's the he's the who I gotta talk to. Yeah, and I think he's probably Zemeckis always is the one vocally like protecting Back to the Future. I feel like Spielberg might be as well. But he's always the one that's like, we're all going to have to be dead before they make a new one. Yeah. But this is totally different. I would never step on the story of Marty and Doc and Jules and Vern. No. But I, <laughs> that story is done and it's perfect, especially Jules and Vern, especially with Vern touching his dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, this is its whole, uh, I want to see what Marty didn't get to see. Right. He was busy having to stop that unspecified thing at the cafe eighties. This may have unlocked your whole like future in Hollywood, just in general, there other movies you like where there's movies inside of those movies that you could make. Ooh. Like there this could be a whole 
genre for you have to be i could make i'd like to make a lot of the shows that you see within stay tuned the john ritter because there's a lot of like demonic versions of like married with demons i don't remember what they actually are but this that make all the stay tuned movies right that one might not be as a flashy of a pitch no but but that's the kind of more indulgent stuff i can do after jaws 19 is a huge hit huge hit (laughs) and we would have to but you would have to and if you took maybe you just make a deal with amc theaters and you convert every amc into a holomax <laughs> you mod it out if you put the words holomax on it at the very least just put the words on it like a promotional like when 7-eleven was spring f- or was a uh, yeah, quickie mart for a while exactly people would be so excited this yeah. is the most instagrammable opportunity <laughs> we should just again this is something we should just cut out and you should just, I should just file this <laughs> just away because what if somebody else does it yeah, yeah. Well, what if i so. were to tell you there is an announced doesn't seem like it's far along but announced live action sword of the stone that's that's very believable from a writer of game of thrones and the director of 28 weeks later (laughs) Hmm. okay so that's apparently happening but enough that imdb does not have a lot of information the one thing we know that movie is going to be full of shitty effects (laughs) and so all all movies are shitty effects what's great about jaws 19 is it just owned it just be like, oh, like, let's not try to make this look photorealistic. Let's just, it'll right. just be shitty. Am I wrong, though, that it kind of look reminds me of Reboot from the 90s? Yeah, it's a little bit. And it's it's just a little yeah, more translucent. There's less polygons, which is going to help you get this done so much quicker. Right. <laughs> it's going to be quick. It's going to mm-hmm. be a quick process. 90s and, and, nostalgia is like a thing right now. I feel like we're seeing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and there's been, so they brought the, they brought Marty's self-lacing shoes back and so, the, you know, the future Pepsi, Pepsi has been back. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been able to get those bottles and yeah, the, and that was, you know, that was I a, have an almanac at home. Like there's so many, you know, especially this movie's so fetish. Nobody's, it's time to make the full. It's time to make the full Jaws. Oh man. The, and the mute, the score is just, you just run the John Williams score through a, you just make it a MIDI. Oh yeah! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Scores done. Man. Oh my god! Who knew Sword in the Stone was gonna unlock, unlock so much the rest chicken? Of the rest of my career. You're going to be the king of the realm. The <laughs> yeah. realm being remix. The realm of. Well, I was gonna say Hollywood, but really hollow, oh, hollowwood. Hollowwood. Well. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> that is uh, no, a joke no in a movie necessary. that makes a lot of schmoozing <laughs> We're both going there. Um, uh, okay, I do have I do have a quick uh, th- other thing about Sword in the Stone, though. Well, first of all, you know, Mike, you were saying it's such a like wonderful detail, uh, and it's those little details that make Disneyland magical. Uh, I don't know if you could credit him specifically, but this Sword in the Stone was put in along with Tony Baxter's 1983 Fantasyland right. yep. overlay, uh, and I dug out my e-ticket uh, magazine that uh, that uh, made me aware of Mr. Baxter as a kid, and he talks in that. Yeah, I'll just read a, a quote. You know, with all the work we did on the dark ride exteriors, do you know which detail the guests noticed the most? It's the sword and the stone by the carousel, and that's probably the cheapi- cheapest and easiest thing we put in there. That was just an afterthought as a way of giving some theming integrity to King Arthur's carousel. Yeah. Because there's no other representation of, of right. the sword and the stone world, so they'd like expanded it out a little bit uh, everybody looks at it every photographs it stands around with their kids and they're in this courtyard surrounded by some of the most wonderful themed detailing we've ever done and yet that's the thing that everybody goes to it's this weird it's this centerpiece it's like the uh uh like the the hull of the ship the the the, the mermaid on the <laughs> like, spaceship earth yeah. you're looking at that as opposed to it's like dreamer's point that walt the statue of walt hang laying out at it, it. 
<laughs> it is interesting because like it is i do think something about like pulling the sword out of the stone whether even you've seen the movie or not there is something that like draws you to it there's something like very iconic about it whether you actually have that in your brain or not like i don't know i don't know what it is I don't know if it's like myth, just general myth that we've all like, you know, been raised on or something where you're yeah. like, I wonder if I could do like, mm-hmm. I wonder what it is. I mean, I think a sword in general, whether it's like, you know, Zelda, you know, that's a very th- like a thing we've all have in our heads from playing like Zelda for our whole lives. So I wonder if it's just like so much sword iconography yeah. in our brains and it's such a perfectly placed um, little uh, thing. I have to think that was in uh, Tony Baxter's mind when designing the Paris Park because from when I uh, watched the video of them doing the Sword and Stone show in Paris, it is center behind the castle. It is right behind the yeah. castle. It has and you can real, watch it from the balcony and notice w- that people on multiple tiers watching it. Huge place of prominence. But it's now, more complex rock work. More too. complex rock work. Merlin has like an Igor style helper Ooh, in that that's version. A character. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Um, but I think also, you know, the legends of King Arthur, I, I, if you go back to like uh, British history and European history and monarchy, all those countries just kind of all those monarchies just blend together like mm-hmm. i don't really understand it very well i've seen mary queen of scots a very boring movie but like the british royal family is related to the french monarchy is related to the german one it's right. very complex hmm. Hmm. uh but you don't gotta think about all that shit well you just gotta pull a sword and a stone, pull a sword a and a stone but really it's... given a center of prominence the paris park mm-hmm it's all like i also think it's interesting like the whole like are am i worthy there's some weird psychological thing with that and that it shows up a lot in myths you know thor's hammer or whatever it's like are you special really is what the question is hmm. yeah so like the the question are you gonna win the lottery like there's a sure hero's like journey shit yeah You're with something a in all of our brains sure it's yeah. very funny in the american versions with merlin when he gets a crowd to chant all hail king colin Hip hip hooray! <laughs> All hail a- King Ryder! <laughs> hip hip hooray! Perfectly mundane name. I, I uh, you know, really quick. Also, that reminded me that there's. Um, I was trying to remember. Isn't one of the doesn't one of the TGIF sitcoms have a thing where they go to Disney World oh, yeah. and then and like I was thinking, is it Michelle on Full House pulls the sword out of the stone and then she's the she's the ruler of the realm and they take it more seriously and she actually gets to issue commands and Stephanie's mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wrong. What it is, they made up a thing that did not exist anywhere else, but is a good idea of a show. I think they were trying to, you know, cross promote Aladdin. So there was a thing where you rubbed a big lamp. And if you if you rubbed the lamp and a genie came out, then you're the ruler of Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's what they use the float from the Aladdin parade at the time. Smart. And Michelle I remember this now. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I and, had the faintest memory of this and I knew you would have it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you are you like something with the, the something with the kid being the ruler of yeah. Disney. I even wonder if the writers were like, what if they use what if we use that sword in the stone thing? And they're like, yeah, but we'd rather, you know, it needs to be Aladdin. We got to mm-hmm. work. Uh, um, which offers a fun little 
crossover where DJ's story is that she really wants to see Steve Scott Wanger. Right. Uh, and she's like seeing him all over. She sees him as Indiana Jones in the stunt show and she sees him as Aladdin, but he is, he is the a, voice of Aladdin. He is Aladdin. So you get to see the voice dressed as Aladdin. Whoa. Very special universe collapsing moment for sure mm-hmm uh but they're they're very like they're they're big <laughs> it's like a lot of legalese even in this episode moment like and you and like this we don't do this all the time i think like a, a, a like aladdin chic guy has to say like no we don't ever do this and we won't do it if you at home Please uh, come, don't to see come. This, but, um, <laughs> uh, come but just to be here come to the don't expect look yeah the magical day is your reward <laughs> if you're lucky you'll get a royal medallion that that was an older show i saw colin mm. receives the royal medallion dad gets the memory <laughs> which hit which got a big laugh so oh, that's like, a joke in the thing that's a joke in the you thing you know what so, i thought that was your joke and i liked the joke and oh, realizing that you. that was a yeah hey they were uh, funny and yeah the, no merlin merlin lands would, that laugh you would get something though that's the last thing i that's have. what you would get a medal the, and you, you would, would get, get a, like a, a royal proclamation mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like can we look and see on ebay if these are available mm. well here look it yeah. up i the other the other joke that i like legitimately is that uh there uh merlin implies that uh well first of all they like the bird will choose who will be taking place in the ceremony who taking part in the ceremony and they release the bird and the bird just leaves the bird doesn't pick anybody oh, yeah and that's funny and then the and then merlin says like well hey, that's all for the better because if the bird picks you you'll know it and he wipes something off of his shoulder solid. the implication that's yeah the bird, solid mm-hmm. joke bird i think shit you can you. cut if you're looking to save money you can cut the bird uh i don't yeah. think you necessarily need the bird and the birds are equity so they're well, they're yeah. getting uh you 17 can, uh, seeds an hour you can get genuine rare vintage disney world merlin sword in the stone medallion 45 dollars. buy it now five dollars shipping and it is like a it looks like a solid it little like, nice. piece but you uh, didn't earn it but this I, is yeah. this is like uh uh this is like harrison hightower stolen valor yeah that's true i yeah. feel like the majesty makers aren't giving out that's Italians. pretty good though it says on the back in the royal lettering like temporary ruler of, of the realm mm-hmm. sure which is funny it's up to you to decide brexit no deal or will you get an extension <laughs> temporary the next john oliver will be railing about you for 18 minutes <laughs> oh there's a disneyland one for 295 oh and nice. it's a different design and it just has says sword of the sword in the stone <laughs> And then on the back, it just says Disneyland, happiest place. Hmm. Kind of breaks the reality earth. a little. Yeah, a little so less special. Doesn't say yet. Yeah, doesn't refer to your role in all of this. Right. But there's not many of these on here. Um, there's only like a couple. Any listeners, if you were selected as temporary ruler of the realm, let us know. How, how did your day go? Did it give you uh, false confidence? Did you go back to school after the vacation? And, Cocky uh, as were, shit. Yeah. Are you a jerk to everybody? <laughs> Do you feel bad about it? Have you atoned? Have you called the people that you wronged? I hope not, because uh, Merlin taught Arthur that you should not be cocky and you should not. Re- you should yeah. think before you act was the yeah. big lessons. If you're really he listening to Merlin. Parted. Yeah. And you little yeah. jerk. Why were you so... Why are you so fucking sure of yourself? I think Merlin too, like from my, just reading summaries of Sword in the Stone, kind of um, uh, uh, an early, not version of Genie, but had some like self-aware modern gags in it. 
like you oh, even be in movies you know like hmm. oh i see mentioning topical like yeah, topical merlin topical merlin <laughs> uh, twitter oh topical merlin <laughs> Does he end up in Bermuda at some point? I feel like that's a joke when he like disappears. He like comes to like Merlin? on a beach. I don't remember. I feel like I saw that. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. We'll look um, it up. Well, I guess we did it. We I did gu- it. I guess we talked about starting the snow for a while. We boy, yeah. you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh we managed to do it. You survived podcast the ride. Uh and truly, like, how could I have been worried? about it being a thin episode when it ended up giving me this like i know i know what the next 15 years of my <laughs> career are and i will when you all uh i will yeah i will feel like temporary ruler of the realm mm-hmm. and when everyone's at the hall of at the hall of max for the big premiere yeah uh wearing hall of ties and <laughs> eating hall of popcorn and mm-hmm. i'm in development hell trying to get a chanticleer project off the ground <laughs> but you're also over on this Broadway, this the, uh, Broadway, this Burbank theater over here playing Chanticleer on stage. Sure. So and that's somehow fine. I also have to crow at dawn every morning to get the sun to rise in real life. It sucks. <laughs> you were you were cursed with his actual duties. Yes. On mm-hmm. this earth. Yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to sell a project. You're playing him on stage, and you are also Chanticleer. Oh, Chanticleer be- all the be- time, be- I guess. And you yeah. lay the eggs that we eat for breakfast every yes mm-hmm. famously rooster laid eggs <laughs> yeah right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well i don't know how animals work in that's my, the takeaway my future is just looking at pictures of adorable cats seats on twitter for the rest of my life sure they're thick seats <laughs> that's what i'll be doing that's that's another i should probably start the instagram my cat's seat <laughs> There's no pictures of her face. That's how we get them eight to eighty. The eighty-year-olds we call bottom seats, yeah. and for the for the young people we spell thick with two C's. Thick seat. Thick seat. <laughs> Until there's a cooler way to spell seat, we will use the traditional. Yes. Yeah, we have to do that. But for now, for now, um, you know, hey, if you want to hear more of this kind of thing, <laughs> go to our subscribe to our Patreon, the Second Gate. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook book uh instagram and all the things and and keep an eye out for pictures of uh of my cat seat (laughs) thanks for listening (laughs) goodbye forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced by mike carlson jason sheridan scott gardner brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey engineered and mastered by alex sarchet For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.